introverts, welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your host, Chelsea Brown. This week, we are going to be talking about green flags. I heard it on another podcast, and I was thinking to myself, like, we talk about red flags a lot, but what about green flags? So we're going to talk about green flags in relationships, in friendships, and even just like people in general. But before we get into that, we are, of course, going to do our mental health check. As a reminder, I am batching episodes, so I'm just going to do a couple little check-ins with you and give you some little self-care tips or self-care moment just in case you don't take that time for yourself. So take a moment, think about your mental health, rate it from one to five, one being horrible, five being amazing. While you're thinking about that, I also want you to do this little mental exercise with me. I want you to think about all the things that are stressing you out right now, whether it's your children, your job, your animals, your to-do list, chores, I don't care what it is. Whatever it is, I want you to list it all out in your head, okay? And then I want you to, next to the things that you listed, tell me when they're actually important because I can guarantee that not everything has to be done today, okay? So if you're overwhelmed and you're like, I can't do 15 things today, tell me which of those things can be put off till tomorrow or till next week, or maybe they're not really that important at all, but you just tacked them on because you feel like you should do it. Not that it actually has to get done, even though you don't have time. So take off anything that doesn't have to get done at all, just completely exit from the list. And anything that can be moved to tomorrow, move it to tomorrow's things to worry about list. Anything that could be moved to next week, move it to next week's things to worry about list, okay? And maybe you've gone from 15 things to five things, and that's far more manageable, you know? So lighten your mental load. Take things off your plate. Postpone it for later. If you can, outsource. If you, can, if you have someone in your life that's like, I love to do things for you and is willing to help you, like, can you ask for help? Because asking for help is fine. It's something I struggle to do as well, but it is necessary sometimes. And if you're overwhelmed, this is one of those times, okay? While you are lightening your load mentally, I am going to recommend a few things for you. First of all, I want to recommend a Court of Thorns and Roses series. It is a book series. It is technically, it started as a YA series, but it is a little bit spicy at times, okay? The idea is that there's this human woman who kills a fairy and therefore by the treaty between the fairy land and the human land has to go live with the fairies and it is all the things that happen and coincide with that decision all the espionage all the cloak and dagger all the things that she learns all the things she has to overcome the people she falls in love with the people she learns to hate I mean, this series is really, really, really good. This series has kept me up late at night, multiple nights. I just finished the third book in the series. I think it's A Court of Mist and Fury is the third one. And right after I finished the third one, I bought the fourth one because the twist at the end of the third one, my jaw dropped and I had to know what happened. And so now that I know what happened with that and it wrapped up really nicely, I'm like, all right, so where do we go from here? So 
I really love that series. It is kind of spicy. So if you're not into like sexual situations in your reading, this is definitely not the book series for you. However, if you like a little spice in your fantasy, um, it, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's like, it's a good one. Just trust me. Just read the first one. Read the first one and then tell me how you feel. Okay. It's really good. I love a good fantasy series and I love a series that just has such good world building. It's really enjoyable to me. So highly recommend that one. My next recommendation is more of like a life recommendation and that is advocating for your own health. Okay. I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been dealing with my vertigo thing for like a year and a half. Okay. And it's been a journey to say the least. I went to my doctor, like my primary care doctor, and they basically told me like, oh, it's nothing, you know, just do this little maneuver and it'll go away. But that didn't help. And I ended up having to kind of do my own process of elimination to find out what might actually help me feel better and also just go find a specialist on my own. And when I saw this specialist, I was like very clear, like this is impacting my life. I cannot have this happen anymore. Like I'm tired of it. It's been this long. And the last person I saw was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's been that long for you. You've just been dealing this whole time. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have had to if people would have just believed me and believed that it was like that serious for me. And this advocating for your health thing has been really prevalent even in like my husband's life, for example. So he has had knee problems for a long time because he had an injury when he was 18 and he had surgery. But a couple years ago, we went to the doctor, to a knee doctor and no, actually it was our primary care doctor at the time. And he was like, hey, like my knee's like really hurting. It's kind of like binding up. Like, what's the deal? And the doctor's like, oh, it's probably just arthritis. Don't even worry about it. And my husband's like, no, I want to just like get an MRI. And the doctor's like, oh, but it's really expensive and you don't need it. And Donovan's like, I don't care. I would like to get the test, please. Like, I'm going to pay for it. Don't try to convince me not to because it's expensive. Like, I can pay for it. So we got the MRI. And then that very day, they called us back and they're like, we need you to come back immediately. Part of your femur broke off in your knee and is just floating around and we need to get that removed. So all that to say, you know your body, okay? Like you need to advocate for yourself. If something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right, okay? You've been yourself your whole life. You know what things are supposed to feel like. And I do get that sometimes we get a little bit hypochondriac kind of, you know, like we think that something horrible is wrong. Like, oh, I have a headache. I've had a headache for three weeks. It must be brain cancer. Like it's probably not. Okay. But if it's something that's really bothering you and no one's taking you seriously, you need to either A, make them take you seriously or B, find someone who will. Because this is your life. This is your body. This is your health. We need to take it seriously. And we need to have doctors that do take it seriously. Which brings me to my rant for the week, which is about doctors. I feel like doctors often tell me like, oh, it's nothing. Oh, you'll be fine. You, But you do need to do this whole other thing. I remember when I was 24, I was about to age out of the Gardasil vaccine. It's the HPV vaccine. I was already married. I was in a monogamous relationship. I'm not going to get HPV. But this person was this doctor was like, no, you need to get it. You need to get it. And I, like, I did eventually do it, 
because I just didn't want to hear about it anymore. But it was it was so annoying. First of all, it's like a series of three injections that you have to come back in for and they hurt like a lot. And I feel like this is the same doctor, by the way, that told Donovan that, oh, the the issue with your knee is probably nothing. But you're so concerned about HPV for someone in a monogamous relationship who does not already have HPV. I'm confused. So, like, I sometimes I'm just really tired of it. It feels like like I know y'all went to medical school and you spent all this time and all this money to become an expert in the human body. But, like, y'all need to actually care about your patients instead of pushing a vaccine that I did not want, nor need, to be honest, instead of telling me that nothing's wrong when I know that something is wrong. I need you to stop trying to write me a prescription for ibuprofen that's going to cost me $50 instead of just telling me to go to Walmart and get a bottle of ibuprofen for $8. Like It just, the whole... And maybe this is just the U.S., but it seems like our whole medicine system is so messed up. Like, it's so hard to get care, and it's so hard to find a doctor that actually cares about patients. It seems like everything is like a money grab lately and not, oh, I really care about you. Let's get you the tests that you need and the help that you need. Something that also bugs me is when I got my tests done, I had to go back into the doctor's office for them to read off a sheet of paper what my results were. When you literally could have just sent those over to me in the portal and saved me the copay of having to go in. And the fact that I have insurance and I still have to copay for medical care is ridiculous. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just tired of the whole thing, to be honest with you. I'm sick of doctors telling me that I'm being ridiculous and being dramatic. I'm tired of misdiagnosis. I'm tired of like being nickeled and dimed for everything. I just, um, I'm sick of it and I'm, I'm just sick of it, you know? So I don't know. I don't know what to do. Sometimes it just really, it really bugs me that like I have insurance. I live somewhere where we have so many doctors and so many doctors that are available, but we don't have the quality of care that we should have for a country like this. You know what I mean? So it just irks me. That's all. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That is my rant for the week. And so with all of that behind us, let's shift and get into some positivity. Let's talk about green flags. A green flag is the opposite of a red flag. A green flag is something that when you see someone do it, it's like, ooh, they're, you know, that is a point for them. They're a good person. I like this about them. Things like that. For example, in a relationship, if you're dating a man and the man walks on the street side of the sidewalk, that is a green flag to me. You care about whether or not I get hit by a car, even though like the likelihood of a car just coming up on the sidewalk, not super high, okay? But the fact that you care, it's nice. I like it. It's like chivalrous. And same for if a guy opens doors for you. Like, I barely touch doors. and I only touch a door when I am by myself. But when I'm with my husband, I don't open a door to anywhere we go. I don't open the car doors. I don't open the house doors. Like, he opens every door for me. And I love that. It's just like this little little thing and it seems so small but it's just like I need this for the rest of my life now I will not accept anything less you know I I just love that he does that and it's like a huge green flag to me like you care you want you want to do these like nice chivalrous things for me I love it something that's also a green flag is someone who 
respects everyone, not just their friends or people that can benefit them. I I see this like in pe- how people speak to waiters or how people speak to retail workers or customer service people. Like they're all service people and they're trying to help you. But sometimes like we do tend to take out our aggression a little bit on the poor customer service guy who gets your call at, I don't know, wherever you're calling into your internet company or whatever. And someone who is kind and polite and respectful to these people is a huge green flag because it it literally costs nothing to be kind. And like you could be mean, like nothing's going to happen to you. But the fact that you are just nice to people, green flag, always, always, always. One of the biggest green flags for me is someone who listens and like hears me and doesn't just listen to respond. I feel like this is something that is super prevalent in our society in general. Like we want to be right, we want to have an argument, we want to be correct, and we want to tell the other person why they are wrong. But someone just listening to me and hearing me and asking questions and showing that they hear me and just like genuinely listening is such such a green flag because I like I don't talk a whole lot like this is the most that I talk in my entire week is talking to you guys on the podcast but when I do say something I say it because it's important to me and because I want you to listen and it really hurts my feelings when someone's listening to me or I think they're listening to me and they literally just cut me off mid-sentence with something completely unrelated and they're like oh yeah go go ahead what were you saying like, uh, never mind. Like, obviously you don't care. Like you, first of all, you were listening, but you were not hearing me. You couldn't tell me what I was talking about. You completely tuned me out. And if we're like having an argument, if I'm having an argument with that same person, for example, they most likely won't be like, oh yeah, that's a good point. They'll be like, well, you did this. Like listening to only what I say just so they can decide to pick apart my words or to respond in some other way, like not to actually solve the problem or to actually hear me. Another major green flag is someone who is empathetic and can see situations from someone else's perspective. This I feel like is something that is not, it's not like a common behavior for people. I've noticed that sometimes we have to learn how to be empathetic, which is fine, but it has to be an intentional learning. You can't just roll up in a situation and be like, oh yes, I see it from your perspective when you've never done that before. I think all of us are inherently selfish as like children, right? Because the only thing that we know as infants is I need, I need, I need, or I want, I want, I want. And it's only through your experiences growing up that you learn how to be empathetic and that you learn how to see from other people's perspectives. And this is something that I think you have to actually put effort into learning. You know, you can't, again, you can't just roll up in a situation and all of a sudden be empathetic. Another major green flag for me is someone who is committed to equity, not just equality. I'm going to give you this analogy that I read online and I don't remember where I read it, unfortunately. I think it was an Instagram graphic, to be honest, and I don't remember what the account was. I'm so sorry, but I will explain it to the best of my ability. So, there are three people who are trying to watch a baseball game over the fence. We're going to ignore the fact that they're trying to watch over the fence instead of inside the stadium, okay? It's not part of the analogy. One person is really tall, one person is average height, and one person is short. 
just standing on the ground, only the really tall person can see over the fence, okay? Equality would be giving each of them the same size box to stand on. And that would mean that the tall person sees really well over the fence now, the average sized person can now just see over the fence, and the short person still cannot see over the fence. But everything is equal, right? Equality is not necessarily the best approach all the time. Equity would be giving the tall person no box, giving the average sized person one box, and giving the short person two boxes. Now everyone can see equally over the fence to watch the baseball game together. We get caught up in this idea of equality a lot, I feel like, and equality is important, but I also think that equity is more important. If the short person did not have two boxes, they would not have the same opportunity that the other two people have, regardless of if all things were equal, because equal doesn't really compensate for the shortcomings, as it were, of of our society's treatment of other people. So I might need something different than you might need, but giving you what you need and giving me what you need is not going to solve any problems. It's not going to help anyone but you. So when we approach a problem like, I know that person A needs one thing and person B needs something else, we give them what they actually need to be successful versus saying, I'm going to give them both the exact same thing and hope that it's enough. Because oftentimes it's not. A major green flag for me in friendships, relationships, and just people in general is someone who tells you the truth even when you don't want to hear it. That's the kind of friend that I try to be. I try to tell you when I think that you're doing something a little crazy or something that's like maybe not the best choice for you. I do not strive to be the brutally honest friend because, and I read this once, I think I've said it before on the podcast, but people who proclaim that they are brutally honest are more concerned about the brutality than the honesty. And you can deliver truth without hurting someone. You can't just tell someone, I think you're being stupid and expect that advice or that opinion to be received well at all. If you actually care about the person, you do care about their feelings as well. And so you want to deliver this truth and this honesty in a way that's actually going to be reciprocated or appreciated or well-received. I wouldn't want someone to tell me that I'm being stupid. That's not helpful at all to anybody. What is helpful is someone saying like, hey, I saw you're doing this. I understand why you feel that way. I really feel like this is a bad choice for you. I care about you so much. I think it's a bad choice for XYZ. If you want to talk about it, I'm here, but I support you no matter what. Like That's the kind of thing that I think a true friend and a really good partner would tell you. I'm not going to just blindly support you, okay? I am going to tell you when I think that like you're making a mistake and I would hope that you would do the same for me. That to me is like a really true friend and a major green flag in all of my relationships. Okay, so now let's get into some like, you know, lighter, not so deep core parts of relationships. First of all, um, if you put away your grocery cart when you're done with it in the parking lot, major green flag, okay? It literally takes two seconds of effort. There is a grocery cart receptacle thing 
every 30 feet. We can all walk 30 feet to the grocery cart receptacle thing, put the grocery cart away, walk back to our car. It is not going to hurt us. Even if it's raining, it doesn't matter. You, by putting away your grocery cart, you are ensuring, first of all, that the next person can actually get a cart. Second of all, that other people's vehicles are not damaged by your wayward cart that's going to be blown around. It takes next to no effort. And I love when people actually do this. I do this every time I use a cart. And it just baffles me how many people don't. will just literally leave the cart in the parking lot all willy-nilly and then be mad if a grocery cart crashes into their car. Like, bro, that cart was your cart. Like, you did that to you. So just put away your grocery cart. It is a green flag. Next one. When someone, when you're cut off, like in a conversation, you're telling a story, right? And this happens to me all the freaking time. I get cut off. And then I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm done telling the story. But there's someone else besides the person who cut me off who's like looking at me making dead eye contact and is like, I was listening. Like, I'm listening. Please continue. I love people like that. I love that because I just I want to be listened to. Right. I I don't speak that much. Like, I'm not asking that much from you. But when I am speaking, like, please, for the love of God, listen to me. (laughs) okay? but. When you, when you are that person who's like, I'm listening, please continue. I love that. That's so appreciated. And it makes me feel valued. And it makes me feel like what I say has value to you, which is also important. Next green flag. And this is so freaking rare, okay? When people ask before they pet your dog, it, it takes two seconds. Hey, can I pet your dog? Literally two seconds, Okay. Maybe the answer is no. My dog is a little sketchy around men sometimes. He had a bad experience as a puppy and he will react out of fear. But fear for him, because he's so enormous, looks like aggression. It's not. He's terrified. Okay. (laughs) So when you ask, I can gauge the situation. If it's a man, like, no, not today. Or if it's a woman, honestly, hybrid's probably already walking up to her. If it's a woman and a small child, I would love small children, but I also need to gauge if the parent is going to be fearful of such a large dog close to their child. You know what I mean? And if the parent is fearful, then they're likely to act a little weird and my dog can sense that. So when you just do this simple, tiny little baby thing, just ask if you can pet the dog. Something so, so small, so easy. It is such a green flag. And honestly, if you ask, even if you're a dude, I will ask hybrid like, hey, do you want to say hi? And if he wants to, he'll walk up to you. If he doesn't want to, he will not look at you. I'm like, oh, well, he's not feeling that social today. But if you don't even ask, I will stop you, sir or ma'am. Like, no, please don't get that close to my dog. Like, oh, they're not friendly. They bite. Like, no, it's not that. He's never bitten anyone. Don't get it twisted. But you're being rude. Like, how would you feel if I just went up to you and touched your face? You know what I mean? It is a green flag from both myself and hybrid if you just ask. Two seconds. That's all it takes. Next green flag. And this is another one that I find to be quite rare, but is so valuable. And it is when people can tell you that they don't know the answer. I don't need you to make up the answer. I don't need you to fabricate something, even if you're supposed to be an expert in this, even if you're selling me something and I'm asking you about like the specifics of a car, for example, and you don't know, 
I would honest to goodness rather you tell me I have no idea but I can find out for you than try to make something up willy-nilly or try to like turn the question around to try to make me feel stupid. That happens like all the time. People try to make me feel stupid for asking a question. Oh, you don't really need to know that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so tell me without telling me that you don't know. You know, it's fine to not know the answer. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. Literally no one on earth knows everything. Okay, so if we get to a topic where you just don't know the answer, it's fine to just say, I don't know. Okay, next one. This is something I step outside myself when it doesn't happen a huge green flag is when people allow me to get off an elevator before they try to get on the way that people try to rush onto an elevator or onto public transport or whatever before the other people can get off oh my goodness i will literally say please allow people to get off before you get on And they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, movie theater me comes out, okay? If you don't know what movie theater me is, I don't go to the movie theater anymore because I can't stand people sometimes. If you are dead silent during a movie, that is a green flag. If you have your phone out and you're, like, texting, ma'am, we all paid $20 to watch this movie, $20 a piece, okay, and you're here texting, you can text for free outside of this room and not disrupt hundreds of dollars worth of movie tickets, okay? So if you are in a movie theater texting on your phone, talking to someone, I will be the person saying, can you do that later? Loud as hell. I don't know what it is about the movie theater that just brings that out of me, but that same persona comes out when people try to get on the elevator before I can get off. And nine times out of ten, when you're getting on the elevator before I can get off, you are literally blocking me from getting off. So I'm going to miss my floor because you had to rush on the elevator because you think it's going to snap closed or something? It's not. I can assure you, it's not going to leave you behind. Let people off. It's fine. And finally, the purest of pure green flags is when someone is kind to animals. If someone is unkind to animals, that whole per- you have to throw the whole person away. Okay, but someone who when they see a dog, they're like, oh, look, there's a dog right there. They point out the dogs or when you pass horses when you're driving and they say horses. If the person does not say horses when you pass horses, that might be that might be like an amber orange kind of flag. Okay, maybe not a red flag, but definitely not a green flag. If you don't say horses when you pass horses, have to say horses. Okay. That is like the purest of the pure green flags. It just shows me a lot of who you are already as a person when you just give me that little bit of, little bit of sweetness, little bit of naiveness, little bit of innocence. I love that. That's like such a green flag for me. And so with all of that being said, we are about the end of our time together this week. I hope I brought you a little bit of positivity, things that we love, things that are pure and kind and good in the world. I know we talk about some heavy topics on here, but at the end of the day, things are overall good. And I also feel like people are overwhelmingly good as well. Sometimes we can get caught up in like the the bad things, and I think the bad things stick in our memory more than the good. But focus on the green flags of people instead of just the red flags. 
you know, focus on what you love about people. And I think that you'll see more of what you love than what you don't love if you focus on the good instead of the bad. If you're not already, you can be following the podcast Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. I am on TikTok as well with the same handle. I'm glad I got the same one because I wasn't going to be able to think of another one. I am not that creative. You can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify or honestly anywhere you listen to podcasts is much appreciated. I would love it. I love to see new ratings and stuff pop up because it shows me that I'm doing a good job. If you have any suggestions, you can always DM me. You can send me an email. The email is in the show notes. I'm always open to constructive criticism and suggestions and things like that. So I want to make this a good place for all of us. That is all for now, you guys. I will talk to you next week. Okay, love you. Bye.